You're listening to the Great Since 68 podcast, the dedicated Birmingham City women's audio show bringing you the latest news and interviews from the club. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Great Since 68 podcast. It is episode 63, I believe. Um, I'm joined uh, tonight by Kaz. Kaz, how have you been? I've been all right, mate. How have you been? Yeah, I've not been too bad, thank you. Uh, Chris uh, is a bit busy tonight, so he should be back for the show next time, but we'll move on nonetheless. Um, You went down to the season ticket launch event, uh, I think it was on Thursday evening, uh, Kaz. Uh, uh, Just tell us a little bit about the event and what happened. Uh, It was uh, an event for all season ticket holders for the women. Um, Got introduced to all the the new team uh, got questions uh, asked and answered by their ma- uh, the manager, Keris, Brianna. Yeah, that was it. Um, so that lasted about 40 minutes. Um, we had some food, a few beers, and uh, got to meet the players. That's good. To- so yeah. the new players, yeah, the new players are going to fit in just right, I think, with this team. That's good to hear it. Uh, they they announced, I think, before the event, the new new back back of the shirt sponsor. I think it's Sadler's uh, Peaky Blinders Lager. Uh, was it good, Kaz? I'm, I'm guessing yeah. you tried it. <laughs> it was, yeah. Oh, I tried it at the uh, the men's game and I loved it. But we got it free on the table on that night. Can't complain then. Oh, apparently, yeah. We're supposed to be selling it at the moors as well for home games, but obviously. There was nothing there on uh, on Sunday, so hopefully... Yeah, hopefully a work in progress. Hopefully by the next home game they'll have yeah. some. Um, also this week we saw the launch of the FA Player app, app uh, which allows fans to watch full matches of every Women's Super League game as long as it's not being shown on BT Sport or the BBC. Full match highlights are also available of all matches following the final whistle. Uh, have you had a go on the app so far, Kaz, and what have you thought of it? Um, I have. I've had to uh, uninstall it because it wouldn't let me register, but I've reinstalled it again and it's working now. Um, I watched the Bristol game Yeah. and I thought you've got replays. Like if anybody follows the men's and you've got it on a Tuesday night on the red button, you don't get replays. So it's a step up in the in in the football world that you get replays. Um commentary as well so yeah if, for me it's it's going to be a good if you can't get like to an away game or you can't follow your team home or away so yeah i'm hoping it works abroad so i can i can watch um the two games i'm gonna miss yeah i'm I'm, su- I'm sure it will do as long as it's not um signed a new deal i think it was mexico and some areas of asia i think they've signed deals for exclusivity but i think apart from that you should you should be okay um, I couldn't make the game on Sunday, so I watched the the game that we're going to be talking about, the Everton game, in a, in a few moments uh, on the app, and I thought it was good, as you say. Um, there was a few teething problems; it kept freezing at a few random intervals, but apart from that, it looked promising. Um, obviously, you can't really test uh, the the quality of the stream until you've got the sort of audience that you get on the first opening weekend of the season. So, hopefully, now they've had the test, they can work out the kinks. The ability to stream the games to the TV using a Chromecast or a similar uh, device is also a definite plus, I think. 
one of the reasons I really like the BT Sport app, the, the, the fact that you can send it to the TV from your application. So it looks like a good good thing, and hopefully it's something that people enjoy going forward. So we'll go on to the Everton game then. On this weekend, we took on Everton, and it was a 1-0 defeat at Damson Park. A single goal, the difference between the two sides. It was known goal from Captain Keris Harrop, turning in Hannah Kane's cross from the left just after half-time. Let's talk about the goal first then, Kaz. It was unfortunate, but the timing of the goal perhaps was a bit more important. It was just after the restart and before we had time to get back up to the pace of the game, they scored and we never really regained control after that. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think if Kez looks back on it now, um, I don't think she needed to put a foot in to get the ball because I think Hannah might have just had it. Um but like you said, it's just after half time, you're not like fully up to pace with the game. Um and like you said, she took it from what a good run half, didn't she, I think? Just carried on and then like you said, next minute you're not was in the back of the net. Uh so yeah, hopefully it won't happen again on Sunday. No, hopefully not. Uh, Marta made an interesting squad selection I thought ahead of this game bringing in Sarah Mailing on the left hand side of defence she also handed debuts to Adrian Jordan Rebecca Holloway Brianna Visali Lucy Whip and Abby Grant what did you think of the starting lineup? Um, the first half I don't think you could have t- you couldn't tell that the were new it seemed like they'd fitted in like they'd been there for ages uh, I think Jordan's going to be an absolute whip down the, the air right wing. Um, she was probably one of my standout players from the weekend. Um, Brianna, also very technical, technically gifted. Um, she was absolutely superb again. Um, Abby had a couple of chances to score. It just went wide um, and talking about Kez and Holloway um, it looks like them two you would have thought they've been playing together for years so I think it's going to be a right fit but I was very impressed with Sarah Merlin as well coming in yeah absolutely and playing uh, as, she did a yeah. fantastic job yeah as you say it's someone who isn't very familiar to the left-back position. And as someone who is predominantly right-footed, she did really well playing at left-back. Do you think that she was preferred over Harriet Scott because Harriet Scott uh, had played a couple of internationals recently? Um, Sue Thomas, friend of the show, thought this might be the reason she was left on the bench. Do you think that's the case? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know the, I don't know the answer to that question. Um. No, that's fine. Well, I think we'll find out on, I think we'll find out on Sunday what, if that was the case, and see if Harriet starts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sarah Mailing is someone who's been around the team for a good number of number of years now, so she obviously is um, experienced and trusts her to play in other positions. But uh, as you say, she played well, and was. And she's yep. What were you going to say? And she's very versatile as yeah. well. She's very very versatile, Sarah. So she can play anywhere where she gets asked. So. Hopefully, she continues playing and showing the WSL what she can do. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, another thing I noticed on Sunday is that Holloway was sli- uh, slipping into the back line. Someone uh, She was signed as a midfielder, but she can also play in defence, as people mentioned before. Uh, we now have two predominantly left-footed centre-backs. Is that something that, to worry about? Because it's not that common, I don't think, in the WSL. Um, I, I don't think it is. It does seem to be a problem. Um, I don't think either one of them made any mistakes against Everton. No, no. Um, so they looked very comfortable together, uh, considering it was the first game of the season. Yeah. Um, so I reckon I don't think it's going to be a problem. No. No, no. that's good to hear. Uh, one of the other debutants I thought did really well. I don't, uh, you obviously mentioned Bree played well. Abby Grant played well. I thought she was a as as someone who's quite um, a, a attacking option. She came back when needed to break up in the midfield and try to link the play out wide and centrally. Do you think Abby got on well? I love Abby. Abby's got to be one of the nicest people I think you'll ever meet at this club, um, considering she's a new player. Um, she she did everything that she was asked of. She defended when she needed to. She attacked. She nearly scored on a debut as well. So that's a plus side. Um, she's very nippy down the wing as well, which I noticed. Yeah. So, I'm I'm expecting big things off Abby for this season. Let's hope so. Hopefully, it'll come. Yeah. yeah, she's obviously got the experience of playing in the Champions League with Glasgow City. She's played for Anderlecht in recent years as well. So, definitely someone with experience and hopefully she plays well for the rest of the season. Um, a moment we can touch on, which was a great moment for us, was the return of blue striker Rachel Williams. She replaced Lucy Whip in the 55th minute, com- completing her comeback after almost 16 months out of the game. For those who can't remember, Rachel was taken off on a stretcher against Reading earlier last year. She then ruptured her same knee in September in a friendly against Bristol City that required surgery. She then missed the entirety of last season. Rachel is someone who knows this club and you can tell she wanted to get straight back into the thick of it as soon as she returned to the field. Just how important is her to, uh, having her back, Has? Oh, I think it's very important. Like we said, we've we about the team that we've, like the team that's disbanded and it's nice to have Rachel back. Um, we all know what Rachel can do. She's, she's she just, she's just full of energy and she doesn't stop and I think that's why the fans love her and she always leaves everything on the pitch as well yeah so seeing Rich come back after a long time out with an ACL um I think I think this season can only get better having her back in the team yeah absolutely the club released a article about it today um where she talks about she didn't know if she'd be playing football again last last year when she when she re-injured it back against bristol so it's just great to her to get back and continue playing the game she loves as uh if we look a bit at the way we played on sunday kaz uh the style of play was it wasn't a massive overhaul to what mark had uh implemented last season but it's it's definitely a change it seems like marta wants to play uh, the passing style of football but without um, playing as much out of the back, playing, trying to get the ball directly up, up the pitch a bit more and then playing the ball when we're in the final third. Did you pick up on that, do you think? I, I did, yeah. Um, you could see it as well, because like, like last season we were going from Hannah to like the full-backs or the defence and like they were trying to just try to get it playing through midfield. 
and then to the wing the wingers, uh, which I quite like. I don't like all this, you know, tappy tappy, and then lose the ball in defence, and then you're going to concede. I like the fact that it they're trying to get it in midfield, then for us to try and score, which there was a couple of times we should, we probably should have, in all honesty, on Sunday. I, I, I like the style of play. It's a uh, it's going to be an exciting season, I think. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Sometimes last year we had the tendency to overpass the ball. I don't know if that was just to get us comfortable with passing the ball out the back, but it does seem like it's an, an evolution of what that was last season. We had 64% of the possession, I believe, in this game. So that's another, another game we dominated the possession, even though we didn't really have the best of chances. Um, there were 16 shots on goal, but only four, as I say, tested the Everton keeper. Um, that, that's probably the that's probably the issue, wasn't it, Kaz? On Sunday, we didn't really test uh, Kirsty Lavelle enough to get the get the goal to get the equaliser. Really, uh, yeah, I agree. Like we were all shocked that Brianna got took off because um, in the first half everything was going through her. So especially when we went one nil down and then the substituted her, we were like, why? So unless she's not like a hundred percent match fit yet. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was very, it was very frustrating. Like we just seemed to stop. It was like we had. Uh, did you say four shots on yeah, goal? Yeah, I believe so. Four. And I think two of them might have been on target with Chloe Arthur's long-range effort and Abby Grant's header, which just went wide. I think. Yeah. So. I think if we could, I think we need an out-and-out goal scorer. I don't think we have an out-and-out goal scorer. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I don't, we, it's a bit early so, days to see if the likes of Abby Grant or Claudia yeah. Walker can, can play in that position in the new style of play that she wants to bring in. Um, we, in, in traditionally, we haven't always had that sort of striker anyway, apart from Ellen White in recent years. We, we've got players who can score goals, but true. not like an out-and-out, because it's really hard to find really good strikers at which we can afford to to bring in, but we can we can hopefully adapt the players we've got into that sort of role going forward. And um, yeah, we we just need to work on work on our shooting for the next game. Uh, we'll we'll give Marta Tejador, the manager, the final word on the Everton game before we move on. She said, "We know we need to get better. It hurts, but is it a learning opportunity? It took us twenty or twenty five minutes to settle on the field, and then we played our best football." But if you're not able to score, then you don't deserve to win, which is basically what we've been saying, really, Kaz. Yeah. We'll move on now to the West Ham game then, which comes up on this Sunday. It's a trip down to Rush Green. Uh, the Hammers reached the FA Cup final for the first time in their history earlier this year. Their manager, Matt Beard, has made several interesting signings this summer, including goalkeeper Courtney Brosnan and striker Martha Thomas from French side Le Havre. Uh, Both were involved last weekend with Martha Thomas scoring on a WSL debut. West Ham now second, uh, they're in their second season in the WSL, look to be a solid team this year. The South Korean midfielder Cho So-hyun came in midway through last season and looks to be a player capable of controlling a game. You've also got Katie Longhurst, a lifelong Hammers fan, who also offers a lot in the midfield area. Kaz, can you tell us a a little bit about Longhurst and the threat she can bring? Oh, I've watched Kate Longhurst now for the past five, six years since she was at Liverpool. 
and that girl is just do you know what I would love her in our team she's so versatile I've seen her playing defence and she's kept clean sheets in defence I've seen her playing midfield on the wing up front I think even if you asked her to go in goal I think she'd probably go in goal for you as well um, Kate's just she just wants to play football uh, I'm a really big fan of Kate Longhurst and yeah I, 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 I can't I, can't praise her enough for the type of football she she plays. Yeah, absolutely. For me, she'd be probably the main, the main threat on Sunday. Yeah, she's certainly some, in my eyes. Certainly so. one capable of scoring goals, and I was quite impressed by uh, Leon Kernan, uh, the Irish international, who um, during their FA Cup run last season, she scores goals and she can give defenders headaches with her pace. She tested uh, Man City in the final a bit uh, towards the end when she came on as substitute. Uh, is there anyone else you think we should be wary of in that West Ham side? Um, oh, what's the... I don't know if she's back playing yet, but what's the Switzerland forward uh, called? Adriana Leon, is that the one you're on about? No, no. no. Um, back, Backman's missus. Oh, um, hang on. I will look it up for you. Uh, you know who I'm on about? I do, I do know. I do know who you mean. It's, it's going to come to me before I... Bring the list up. Live podcast, live rules. Uh, it is... Da, 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 da. Uh, Alicia Lehman, that's the one. Yes, that's it. I think if she's back fit, I think uh, she's another one with goals in her as well. So I think she could be a good one. And then you've got Gillian Falat. F- F- she's like a brilliant defender as well so they've got they've got strength in all both parts of the field in all honesty oh fa- thanks to max in the chat Just... he said layman <laughs> cool yes it's um Obviously, Blues won this fixture 2-1 last season at Rush Green, but that was thanks to goals from Hayley Ladd and Chloe Arthur. It's a much-changed uh, side this time around, but you can see the likes of Brianna Vasali, who could be coming back to haunt her former side on Sunday. Hopefully. Hopefully so. Vasali won't remember that previous fixture too fondly, though. She was hauled off at, uh, just before half-time after goalkeeper Anna Morehouse was shown a straight red card for handling the ball outside the area. Former Blues keepers Becky Spencer then came in, in place of Brie. Uh, what changes, if any, would you like to see on Sunday, Kaz, from the team that played um, Everton? Uh, the truth, none. No, you. I think she need. I think. I think we need to keep a side that needs to gel. So if you're going to keep. Swapping players in and swapping players out, then the team's not going to have the chance to settle. Uh, I wouldn't change anything. I'd probably, I would probably change it to a four-four-two though, and try and have two centre forwards instead of playing Claudia on yeah. the left, Abby Grant on on the right, and then just stick a somebody on in the middle. Do you know what I mean? I think she needs to. The only way we're going to score goals is if you play people in their positions. Like, you're not going to get 10 goals out of Claudia Walker by playing her on the wing. No, no. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I would I would try. 
for me, actually, I would. Yeah, I'd bring in Rachel Williams, but it's not going to happen. No, they want to. They want to ease her back because in. She's not fully yeah, fit. So. That makes sense. Yeah, so she she'd probably like come on again in the fifty fifth minute. Um, but I'd I'd keep it the same. Yeah, that's and just say I would give it a couple of games and see how it goes. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, uh, the only one I might be tempted to bring in maybe is Connie Schofield she came on she looked quite lively she took a sh- she was willing to take the shot on towards the end it went over the bar but you can see that she's um wants to wants to get into the action and try and uh, do the best for this team so that could be a change she makes but I, th- I think you're right we need to give these players time to adjust to playing together in competitive fixtures so hopefully we do well on Sunday so We'll wrap up this week's show. Before we go into predictions, Kaz, we'll just talk briefly about any of the other games this weekend. Obviously, it was quite close games. The Manchester Derby, Arsenal versus West Ham, who we've got, of course. Um, who else? Brighton drew with Bristol City. And the other one was Liverpool lost to Reading 1-0. Was there any games that you saw, from, maybe from the highlights, Kaz, that um, you want to bring attention to? Oh, yeah, Chelsea beat Tottenham. I remember that one, 1-0 as well. Uh, just the Chelsea Tottenham game. I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, Tottenham. Um, I think everybody assumed that they would struggle, like especially against Chelsea. Like you look at Chelsea's team compared to Tottenham's, and do you know what? I think my team of the week probably is Spurs because they put one hell of a fight up against Chelsea, and maybe they could have nicked a draw with a couple of the chances they had. So I think that's going to be the team to watch out for this, this season. Yeah, we didn't really know what to expect from Tottenham after being promoted last season, but they've looked quite good. They've brought in Gemma Davidson, who looked like she wanted to rip through the Chelsea defence against a former club on Sunday. And uh, you also had uh, Lucy Quinn, which we haven't get to see too much play in recent years. So it's good to see her back in the starting lineup. And she was she looked quite good from what I saw in the game. Gaz, what did you think? Yeah, I thought she, Lucy is a fantastic player. I don't, I, I think the club should have tried to keep her, but I've said that all summer. Um, but another player that stood out as well is Chloe Peplow. Another underrated player that shouldn't be underrated. For me, Chloe's probably one of the best young central central midfielders out there. Um, I would have loved her have seen Chloe back at the club as like probably Blues fans and a big shout out here to Chris Pugh because he loves her as well Um, so I think if they can keep them players fit I think they'll do alright yeah quite possibly it's going to be it's going to be a tough uh, tough season for everyone it seems Kaz there's a lot of close games in the opening weekend we don't really know after one game how it's going to shape out but it does seem like it's going to be one of the most competitive seasons to date really Oh, definitely. I can't wait. It's been a great weekend of football and another weekend we have in store for us in just a few days now. So before we leave you, we'll do our predictions for this week. Chris didn't give us our predictions, so I'm assuming Chris uh, was going for a Birmingham win. So I'll say Chris went for a 1-0. He can correct me on Twitter if he listens to the show. Kaz, what do you think the score is going to be on Sunday? 2-1 Blues. 2-1 Blues. 
I've gone very pessimistic this week. I've gone for West Ham 1, Birmingham City 1 for a draw. So hopefully it's more your score than mine, Kaz. Hopefully we get to see the Birmingham's first goal of the season, in, in no matter how it comes. So that's all for this week's show. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at greatsin 68 or you can follow Kaz at team underscore Schroeder. You can follow me at Craig Hadley and Chris at AWCAIB. And that was the Great Sin 68 podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you may use. And search for Great Sin 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on.